Haha, <laughs> this is Stevie Wonder. Radio Free is to me total music expression. What is it to you? I like RB. I like old school. I just like hearing stuff that's different, not so mainstream all the time. Good music. Get the from the flow, speech to the past. Just anything that can get me up and so I can start dancing here. Anything that can get me on my feet. All mixed together, you know? Stop. Freeze. You're exactly where you need to be. Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. The original from University. This is the front page on Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. We've got a studio full of folks here and uh, brilliant minds, if you will. On June 5th, we're going to pick between five candidates for the next district attorney. Most of us have no clue who these people are. Uh, they're going to be replacing Steve Cooley, though. They're going to be making a lot of important decisions. The DA prosecutes felony and misdemeanor crimes, including decisions involving the death penalty, life, life without the possibility of parole, who to go after, who to let them slide. All that is in the hands of the DA. We certainly have had our moments, lots of them, with Steve Cooley. The good news is he can't run again. The bad news is we may not be prepared to pick who will be his successor. Hopefully after today's show, we'll be a little bit more prepared. According to California's Public Policy Institute, African Americans are dramatically more likely to be in prison than other groups are. We know that. Among adult men in 2010, African Americans were incarcerated at a rate of 5,525 per 10,000 compared to just 1,146 for Latinos. 671 for non-Latino whites and 43 for Asians. And the same, uh, similar kinds of numbers around African-American women. 133 death judgments, or 49% of L.A. counties total, have been against black defendants. And when you look at our percentage of the population, that is pretty outrageous. Next Monday, we're going to have the candidates for the district attorney live and in person on the front page to make their case to you, the African-American voters. But today, we have some of L.A.'s most respected criminal defense attorneys. The lawyers will be dealing with the D.A. and what we as voters should know from their perspective before we vote is what we will find out today. I'm really, really happy that you all could come in this morning. And please, pick up the phone and ask your questions. 520-KJLH 520-5554 Nana Jamfi is here. She's a member of the Front Page family, whether she likes it or not. She's a graduate of UCLA's law school. And since 94, she's been a criminal defense attorney. In addition to being an attorney, she's a professor of Pan-African Studies at Cal State LA. Hi, Nana Jamfi. Hi, hi. Thank you so very much for having me on, Dominique. And Hello to that KJLH front page family. That's right. That's great to see you. Um, we met uh, Jaya recently at uh, with one of his clients, a uh, uh, young man, family of a young man who was murdered right here in Inglewood at 29. He's a graduate of Hampton University and Howard University School of Law, and he works for the L.A. Public Defender's Office. Jaya Person Lynn, good morning. Uh, good morning, Dominique. Uh, once again, thank you for having me here on the show. And uh, 
Good morning. I look forward to some good discussion. Now and that I'm thinking about it, you're actually a member of the Front Page family, too, just by way of your parents. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you got jumped in. Yeah, grandfather. In the, in yeah. The womb. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but, but Fred Martin, that was my friend, uh, not yeah. necessarily Oh, that's a right. He was your, yeah. yeah. He was that's right. Friend. Because we had so many attorneys in the room that day. I was overwhelmed but you yeah. you guys did an awesome job are doing an awesome job representing yeah, yeah, and the campaign is still going and thank you for your help on that it really helped us uh boost up the campaign of course fred martin the young man who was killed in inglewood and uh managed to save the life of his young child by diving to protect the young child from the bullets from an unknown assailant we also have um Someone we haven't had on the show before. He's practices law in the area of civil litigation, criminal defense, representing plaintiffs in state and federal courts for the Cochrane firm. He has experience with wrongful death, serious personal injury, and police misconduct cases, also numerous felony and misdemeanor criminal cases, cases like attempted murder, assaults on peace officers, and more. He has his undergrad degree with honors from UC Berkeley in 2001 and his JD from Loyola Law School in 2004. Jamon Hicks, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on, Dominique. I'm truly honored to be part of this wonderful panel. Well, thanks for being here. I know none of you guys are literally part, at least as far as I know, none of you guys are literally part of anybody's campaign, right? Correct. Correct. I'm not. Correct. But all of you guys will be dealing with whoever the new DA is um, pretty much day in, day out. Yes. Correct. Absolutely. Let's start with what is the you would look for. What is the biggest change you would like to see the biggest change i'd like to see is a prosecutor that actually is concerned about justice with a capital j the rhetoric that we hear so often is how the district attorney's office represents the victims and has to represent the interest of the victims and while that's true the da gets up in front of people and says we represent the people of the state of california not one segment of the people but all of the people and they're purpose is supposed to be to go for justice and to reach out for justice so that they should be able, if they read a police report and the rest of us are reading the police report and we can see that people are lying and that this doesn't make any sense, they should be able to say, yes, we understand we have an aggrieved person here, but this person that's been set up as the suspect is not the person who committed this crime and for that to be able to have a case be dismissed without it going through the let's just throw it on the wall and see if it sticks and if it doesn't stick great and if it does stick you know another notch in my belt we need to get back need to have someone in there that is looking at justice not just trying to appear to be the law and order person that's going to put everybody in prison yeah, just working on their image, so to speak. Jay, what would you say is the top thing you're looking for in a new DA? Um, the top thing I'm looking for is a DA that um, understands what prison is, what it does to people. Um, like Nana just said, the DA represents the people. The defendant is also the people. Right. So it's not just about what's best for the victim's family or society as a whole because this person's also a member of our society. Therefore, it's also got to be what's best for them to make them, one, get the point that if they are, in fact, guilty of the crime, it's wrong for them to do what they did, but also how they can better move forward with society. Because in... 
lest they get a life without possibility of parole or death sentence, they will be returning to society. So we want a DA that, you know, when when someone is convicted and sentenced, they understand that that sentence is fair. And that's the main thing, is a, a DA geared toward fair sentencing, alternative sentencing, and um, my other big thing is a DA that recognizes and acknowledges their independence from policing organizations. Mm. Hmm, you may be dreaming there. <laughs> but, uh, well, and, and you say, you know, they will be, unless they get the death penalty or they get, you know, life without parole, they will be coming back. And with realignment, they may be coming back in about 10 minutes. Right. So I think, you know, we're not talking about one day. We're talking about, you know, things that, particularly if you live in South L.A., are uh, going to be dramatically affecting you uh, day in and day out. And, Jamon, what is your what is your, on your wish list? Uh, wish list, I think uh, Jai said it perfectly, the um, <clears throat> alternative forms of sentencing, uh, number one. But I think it's also about looking at the defendant from a totality of the circumstances point of view, uh, not just a file, not just picking up the file and reading the, the allegations, but actually looking at the person's background, uh, seeing if there is a way to matriculate them back into society where they can be beneficial, not just trying to lock people up for the sake of locking people up. And so I'm looking for a DA that's going to be flexible, a DA that's going to be willing to discuss and negotiate, not just based on, on department-wide policies, but actually take the case, look at the case from its individual standpoint, and make a decision that's best for not only that person, but the entire community. And, you know, there's so many things to talk about here. First of all, we've got, uh, what, Six candidates here? I thought it was five, but I see six. And three of them are African-American. So a lot of us have the habit of just going, eeny, meeny, money, I go with the black guy. <laughs> and in this case, that won't work because we've got three. Right. And the other thing I think that's amazing about the three is two of them are women that I think is uh, incredible, too, that we have two African-American women that are uh, Ben Ann Myers the and Jackie Lacey. Correct. Correct. But the three African-Americans that are running are all deputy DAs, right? Right. I mean, yes, they are. It's definitely not one where you can just do an eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And I think, you know, it's very unfortunate that we've had a situation. You know, normally, Dominique, when people are running for office, especially if we have black people running for office, there are candidates forms that we have in the community. There's a reach out that's being done to the black community so that people can actually know who this person is. It's been crickets as it no sound. Yeah. No candidates for us. I mean, we have all this Langston Bar Association, black women lawyers, California Association what, what do you of attribute black that lawyers. To? I attribute a lot of that to, on the DA candidate side, I don't see any real effort besides the showing up at festivals that people have already organized. <laughs> I don't see any effort on their part, including the black candidates, but all of them, well, to reach out to the community. It's almost like, well, we already know that, you know, there's a line drawn and you guys are basically on the other side of it. We're going to go and look and talk to the people who are, you know, most likely to vote, the more conservative people, um, people in communities outside of South L.A. Well, we, you know, we were very thrilled that everyone has agreed to be here on Monday uh, to, for the front page, except for Carmen Chutanich. <clears throat> we're still working on that, people, but apparently he doesn't give a rat's behind about, as far as we can tell so far, about talking to us. But they the didn't contact community. you. 
But no, they're no, on no, other no, stations. No, no, no. They never contact Right, but they're on other stations. Goodness gracious. You know? Contact us. <laughs> I mean, are they advertising here? No, no, no. We, You know, we've gone through this with every election cycle, especially with statewide candidates. Um, for the most part, they just like to pretend we don't exist. But we don't allow that. We don't allow that. Because we're going to talk about you whether you call us or not. Right. So you have two choices. You can be part of that conversation or you can just let me run my mouth. And I think you want, want A. Right. In I that, agree. In that choice. If I were you, say... Carmen Trutanich or whoever's running for office, you know, well, who's we who's advertising on KGLH right now? Maxine Waters. <laughs> That's right. pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I right. think y'all know her. But anyway, back to the <laughs> district attorney's office. Um, you know, the, you, you mentioned the death penalty, and this is going to be on the ballot in November for our state. But yet all of these candidates have said that they are for the death penalty, right? Yeah. Does that play a role for you? Is Are there shades of death penalty? You know, are there different angles on I support the death penalty? Well, for me personally, and this is a very touchy topic, especially in the public defender's office. I bet. Um, but the death penalty, my problem with it is the application. And when you look at the people sentenced and the people who actually die, uh at least the numbers for African Americans are we're extremely overrepresented in those numbers of people uh, convicted and sentenced to the death penalty as well as those who have actually uh, been killed by the state of California and some and that's my problem with it otherwise uh, you know I'm kind of an Old Testament kind of guy when it comes really? to this, when it comes okay, to laws. Well, so, so that's not a big factor for you in DA. Um, anybody else? Well, I, I just am not surprised that they're all in favor of the death penalty. I don't think that that's going to make my decision for the candidate, obviously, because if they're all in favor of it, then whether or not they're for it or against it doesn't matter as, as far as getting my vote. Um, I'm, I agree. I think it's about the application of it and the district attorney is just going to follow the law. So whatever happens with this ballot, they're going to, if it remains that you have the death penalty, they're going to enforce mm-hmm. it. So, well, Yeah, I mean, I'm very much against the death yeah, penalty. I was about to say, for, I am for, the for, anti- for many reasons. Woman. Number one, yes, what you said, Jaya, which is that it's applied in a racist manner. Uh, you know, and, and that's, you can say that's my opinion, but the statistics hold that up right. across the board. And then number two, I just don't believe the state should be executing people. I just do not. It's not a deterrent. It costs too much money. And I, you know, I just, I don't think it's morally wrong. I, I think it's morally wrong. I think an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. And for me, as a person who, you know, Steve Cooley can come comfort my family because, you know, we've been the victims of plenty of violent crime. My little brother was shot in the head. Praise God he he was able to survive that. My sister died, you know, from gunshot wounds. And our family chose not to go after the death penalty because we don't believe in it, even if it's our family member. And I think, Dominique, I I agree with you. I think it's morally wrong. All the reasons that you've laid out. But I think the thing that is disturbing to me is when you talk about it being the law and someone says, well, I'm a district attorney. It's the law of the land, so we're going to pursue it. It's one thing. When you have people falling all over each other trying to prove that they have killed more people, they've sent more people to death row. No, I've sent three. No, I've sent ten. No, I've sent twelve. Then I think that that to me sounds ludicrous. 
and is something that we need to look at. Do you relish the death penalty? Do you get, you know, salivate at the mouth? Yeah, it reminds me of the, the Jump w- Up Boys or whatever that right. sheriff's department no, sheriff's click with. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, I got a tattoo for everybody I kill. What is that? You, you're the gang unit, now you got a gang. Right. And the thing is, I see with the district attorney, with many of these candidates, we've got to listen for that because you hear that tone of being super excited to be the one that has put the most well, people look, to death. I mean, I haven't even decided who I'm voting for for DA yet. But I'll tell you one thing. When I see that those commercials with a certain candidate driving around saying he's the top prosecutor, I'm like, it, to me, it's very John Wayne-ish. Yes. Yeah. I am the law. And we definitely have to watch out for really? that, man. They, because they, it's it's real easy, um, in that world, and that's part of the reason why it hasn't been a lot of uh, uh, publicity surrounding this. DAs live very private lives, and they have a very private culture. There's uh, one DA friend I know that'll come hang out at the Savoy with me, but that's <laughs> <laughs> that's few and far uh-huh. between. But they live very private lives, and they. You know, get into a culture with each other a lot of times, and that's that's kind of like the worst thing when you're representing the people, all of the people. Well, yeah, there's a couple things, and then I want to go to these phones. First of all, you guys have all said you want someone that can that remembers that the defendant is also part of the people, and yeah. that's flexible in sentencing, and that looks at alternative sentencing. And some people will say, well, you guys don't care about victims because you're defense attorneys, and you you know, so you're going to be soft on criminals. How do you respond to that? Well, I mean, I think that part of it is they have to look at who, where do people live? We, as you've pointed out, Dominique, all of us have a story. There's none of us that do not have a family member or close friend, if not ourselves. I literally was carjacked with my friend in her car, gun in my face, at the very beginning of my career, so-called, as a defense attorney. And so it's we're not in a situation in which um, we are separate from the society. The issue is not that we love crime. <laughs> That's not the issue. And I think a lot of times, you know, television has done a great disservice to the defense attorney, you know, in terms of presenting the defense attorney as a person who is just cold-hearted, just wants to get their person off, doesn't care about, you know, whether people are, you know, have committed crimes or not, has no love for the people that are victims of crime. We've been victims of crime. But that doesn't mean that we can't also be concerned about justice. And when you get to the point where, as either a defense attorney or a prosecutor, that you don't care about justice, then you need to get out of this this profession. Because justice is what's supposed to prevail. That's what this is. It's supposed to be a justice system, not a um, bias system or a sympathy system. It's a justice system. Totality of the circumstances, as Jermon brought up. Anyone else want to weigh in on that? Well, I agree. I mean, I think that obviously we are sympathetic anytime you have a situation where there's a victim and we're sympathetic to the victim's families. But at the same time, you know, it's our duty, it's our job to make sure that the the prosecution meets their burden and that they prove their case. And and I don't think that there's, you know, I like, I like what you said about the fact that we're kind of victimize ourselves as defense attorneys because they treat us as like we're just these sharks that are out just trying to get all of these bad people off and that's not what it's about a lot of times you know most of my cases it's damage control it's trying to make sure that the the punishment fits the crime and and fits the person and so uh it's not that we are not sympathetic to victims and the victims families and what they've gone through i mean you know i look at um well we have a lot of phone calls i want to go to the phones but i look at this young man uh the football player 
um, who just got off after, you know, Brian Banks, yes. who just got off after basically his entire career was ruined. I mean, you think about this guy's being recruited in football uh, by top colleges across the country. Instead of spending those four years in college, he spends five years in jail because some girl pointed the finger at him and said he raped her. Apparently, they were having consensual sex. He, she friended him on Facebook and then confessed. He was smart enough to have taped it. But meanwhile, the city has paid her family $1.5 million that they're not getting back. He spent five years of his life in jail that he's not getting back. Ten years on the list of right. sexual predators. Right. And so... Registering every year on his birthday. So right. when you talk about justice, you know, yeah. Well, in this case, there was no victim. <laughs> but had there been a victim and you get the wrong guy, that's still an injustice. So I think your point, Jaya, about justice, as opposed to just a conviction, you know, as um, Paul Mooney w- used to say, 1-800-BLAMA... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, and I think we do, sadly, we do get into that. I want to um, hit the phones because some folks have been very patient. Uh, Jackie from L.A., you're on the air with Nana, Gianfi, Jaya Person Lynn, and Jamon Hicks. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Um, and um, I just want to ask the um, Esquires. First of all, I have a problem with people not raising their children properly because if you raise your children properly, half the time they won't have to go to jail. But my thing is right now, which one of the candidates do you consider that is like family orientated? Because a lot of these um, lawyers and DAs, they are for the mothers, and a lot of mothers really don't take care of their children when it comes to um, custody. The father doesn't get okay. proper All right, custody. I got a lot of calls, Jackie. So that, what I'm getting from you, the essence of your question is who is going to be more supportive of the family unit as a whole? Right. Okay. Do you guys have any clue? Not really. Do I, mean, I need to call I, my psychic network? Yeah, exactly. I, I think that a lot of... I haven't heard in the conversations people even focused on that. Like, we're about family. We're about, you know, the discussion really has been about being, as you said, the top prosecutor, the the sheriff in town or whatever. Right. The when, so there, I'm Clint Eastwood. No, I'm Clint Eastwood. <laughs> right. No, exactly. I'm Clint Eastwood. Exactly. So there, I haven't even heard that discussion, to be honest. 5.39 in the morning, you're listening to the front page. We're talking about who should be the next district attorney. We're voting a week from Tuesday. A week from today, the DA candidates will all be here. That is if Carmen Trutanich wakes up and smells the coffee and decides he needs to be here with the other five. But interesting uh, stuff coming out. Uh, the governor, as Bobby Jean Anderson mentioned, is has endorsed Carmen Trutanich. Highly unusual, I guess, for a governor to get involved in meddling in local affairs. What's that about? Any ideas? I was surprised. Uh, I, you know, I had heard rumblings Isn't that he, he was going to support. Yeah. Jared um, <laughs> and I'm being careful with my words. I think yeah. there's there's definitely politics involved on why he chose to endorse Mr. Trichanich, especially given the move from city attorney into the district attorney's race. Um, I just think that's a lot about a lot about politics and where Mr. Trichanich ultimately wants to go. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you can follow the dots where um, 
Thank you, Front Page family, for electing Kamala Harris. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Let's, let's just follow the dots that way. Um, from the L.A. Times, an article um, from actually last month where it says Bobby Grace and Danette Myers are saying they would be willing to let go of the death penalty. They currently support it, but they're saying because it's so hard to get an execution in California and because of the costs that they would be willing to see it go. Um, Alan Jackson, Jackie Lacey, and Carmen Tritanich say they favor keeping it no matter what. Lacey was fairly effusive about this, and Tritanich was, well, shall we say, John Wayne-ish about it. <laughs> so, um, so I guess there are shades of endorsing, apparently there are shades of endorsing uh, the death penalty. And... I just, to me, I know it's, you know, maybe not a key issue, but for me, it's a kind of barometer about where people's mindset is in terms of their, their politics and how they value or don't value human life. Jeff from Culver City, you're radio free on 102.3 KJLH. Hey, good morning, Dominique, and to your guests. Uh, yes, I'm so glad that you guys are talking about uh, the black candidates running on the district attorney ballot. I've already voted for Danette Myers on the absentee ballot, but we African-American voters consistently vote for African-American politicians like Kamala Harris, and we expected some results from that vote, yet her, you know, opening up an investigation of what happened to Matrice Richardson, and we haven't heard nothing about it. So my question is, basically, should we always just vote to support one of our own no matter she's what. done some other great stuff. I mean, she, well, yeah, that's true she may not still, be fully you know, that's, aware. That's an issue that, that, that's pressing to a lot of us. No, I agree. I mean, you know it's pressing to me. I don't know that she's fully aware of it. I certainly haven't had a chance to talk to her about it. I think we need to keep the letters coming. But just to write her off as a failure because she hasn't opened an investigation into the uh, Mitrice case, I, I think that would be a mistake. But, okay, but I want to know, you know, Especially whether, since whether, she may whether be the next or not black president. these, these uh, African-American candidates, should, should we just vote to support them no matter what because they're black or should we just go ahead and yeah. vote for people like Carmen Trutanis because no. they spend hey, the Jeff, most money. question though. Why did you pick Danette? Because you've got three black choices. Because she's black. That's three. But there's two other black people there. Well, yeah, I picked, well, I picked Danette Myers, you know. Okay, but I mean, but but Bobby Grace is African American, so is Jackie Lacey. Did you have a blackometer where you like held it over them and found out who was blacker? No, we we'll always vote, you know, to support our own, Dominique. You but know, I'm saying you be. had three you know, different right choices. Do, How did you decide which one? You had two black women and one black man running. Danette Myers. I, I just like the name Danette. Ah, Danette. Okay, <laughs> it sounded go. good. I got you. Thank you for being honest, Jeff. I really, it is a nice name. I decided I'm 44, but hey, he was honest. He was. He was he honest. Was. Uh, and the communication issue is an issue that we do want to consider. How open is the door going to be between the community and the district attorney's office? Mm. You know, how do we get the information to the DA so that the DA gets a chance to look at it? Doesn't go through twenty, you know, twenty layers and never makes it up there. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? This is what we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you when we get back. And we are still taking your phone calls. There's still time before Harvey time. 520-KJLH, 520-5554. You've got some of the top defense attorneys in L.A. willing to tell you their impressions and their thoughts about the district attorney. They should know they work with the DAs every single day. There are six candidates running. Three are black. All of them are prosecutors. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So that's my one question we'll look at after the break. If all are prosecutors... It, seemed, it would seem likely that they would all be coming from a similar perspective. How do you sort them out? You've got three black candidates, six are prosecutors. Figure it out. 
It's the front page, and we'll get some answers from our panel of attorneys and your questions. 520-KJLH, all that straight ahead. It's Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. Find your greatness. The front page. Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. Crimes are wasting. Hinders doing so much hate. And free your heart and show your greatness. I like you. Had to come from up under the basement. Just like you. Had Satan trying my patience. Walk like you're chosen. Select heads meet here. The front page on Radio Free 102.3 KJLH. Yo, yo, hey, 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 get your books out. This is DJ Quick giving it up to a true maverick of radio. This is Dominique Prima getting down on the front page. Radio Free, 1023 KJLH. So I asked you guys, they're all prosecutors. Is that weird? How do we tell them apart? <laughs> uh, Nana Gianfi, Jaye uh, Person Lennon, Jamon Hicks. Six candidates, three black, six prosecutors. Your thoughts? Okay. I think that that's part of what we're trying to get across to people today in terms of what they need to look at. There can be nuances. I mean, I think it's very difficult. And off air, I think we kind of agree that it's difficult to be to not be a prosecutor and to run for the top prosecution job in the county. Uh, maybe if you were someone that spent some time in the DA's office and as a private defense attorney, that might work. But that would even be really tough. Politically, you have to be pretty well connected. I think we need to look at the nuances, therefore, between the people. So you have some candidates, for example, you know, you've got to ask yourself questions about, as you brought up the death penalty, questions about how they're going to prosecute cops that commit crimes against people, because that's what it's called when you falsely arrest people, when you beat them up, when you throw them in jail, um, and when they haven't committed a crime. Uh, those are the things that we need to look at. Juvenile cases. We don't think about juvenile cases, but the school-to-jail pipeline is a real thing. And when we talk about alternative sentencing, that's an area where we have a lot of wiggle room and what we find with black children that that wiggle room is often not exercised. So we want to ask these questions of these DAs. You know, I'm telling folks, look at and find out where the candidate forums are and go ask these questions. If we find out, we'll announce them. Got a lot of people on the phone. Everybody woke up late today, I guess because it's a holiday. So I want to try to go through these calls really quickly if we can, unless someone else wanted to comment on that particular question. Um, you, you, don't forget you can connect with today's guests online at DominiqueDeprima.com and at Facebook at KJLH front page. Got a comment here from Facebook. A Syrian O'Donnell says he hopes we get a DA who does not arrest a young man for armed robbery and set bail at 500000 because he is of Pakistani origin and had a previous possession of hashish conviction. I hope we get a DA who's a bit more expedient about justice so cases do not get taken to court for more than a year. It goes on if you want to check it out. Go to Facebook. Like us. We like you. Lynette from L.A. Your turn. Lynette? Good morning, Dominique. Morning. Short and version, your, please. Yeah, and to your guests, uh, and condolences to H.H. H. Brookins' family and friends. 
Uh, there's a stand your ground, your ground law that is put out by Alec. In fact, I have this website, alecexposedoneword.org. And I was wondering, uh, even with these candidates that are coming up, they're all talking about prevention and how they're going to do this and that. But no one really talks about the stand your ground law and how well they're going to handle prevention of crime and our youth. And Ibsen, he kind of stands out to me. Okay, so your question really is, great. we're out of time. Your question is? Thank you. No question. Okay. Uh, any? Does anyone, anything jump out when you hear what Lynette is talking about? Stand your ground. On, um, I haven't really heard about it in California. Uh, I know, you know, you have the right to defend yourself with whatever amount of force someone uh, has your brought castle. to you. Yeah, yeah they, but... Which is nation, you know, nationwide. Yeah, but I, I would like to see, um, you know, even if a guy is... A gang member, maybe with a record, you know, he's. I I would like the law to recognize he still has a right to protect himself, also in his life and liberty. Mm. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be a whole show right there. <laughs> Devon Devin yeah, from yeah, L.A. Yeah. You're on. Hi, yeah. Uh, I used to, I met a uh, prosecutor in Long Beach a long time ago. I, I used to spectate cases, and she told me I hate to hurt your feelings, but everybody come in my courtroom. I'm thinking they take guilty right off the bat. I'm sorry to say that you. Your question or your comment? The question is that you have to be very, very careful about prosecutors because when they say one thing and then once they get to work in there, they're totally different. Yeah, well... <laughs> right. And I mean, that goes back to our issue of justice. We need folks who are not disdainful of the defendant and their families and who look at, recognize that everyone in that courtroom is a human being, including that person that's been brought in in chains. Do we have any, you know, interesting background information on any of these folks as far as, I'm not talking about, you know, shot a kid at point blank range. I'm just talking about little things, you know, that might be of interest in terms of, Knowing where people come from and what their worldview is. I mean, if I grew up in, you know, in Lamert Park, I might have a different worldview than someone who grew up in Beverly Hills. When you talk about disdain for our community, does uh, anything jump out? I think Danette Myers is from Compton. That jumps out. I believe uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline Lacey is from, uh, she's at the Crenshaw District, and uh, Bobby Grace is from the IE. Uh, the other candidates, I'm not too familiar with. Those are the with. three African-Americans yeah, that you just mentioned. Danette has been endorsed by uh, by Cooley, right? Yes, that's my understanding. She's been endorsed by Cooley. Uh, um, well, I, I believe Jacqueline Lacey received Cooley's you're endorsement. Right. Yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, you're yeah, right, no, right. yeah, it is Jackie right. Lacey. Yeah. Is that, well, well, I'm not going to ask you guys. Yeah, she got that endorsement a while ago when she became the, the second, yeah, the, yeah. The number two in the second office. Second in command, and right. so he would pass the torch to her, so to speak. But, the, you know, again. Jackie Lacey. Right, but again, I think it's important for us to look at the culture and the fact, the effect that the culture has, because the the thing, you know, where people actually grew up, once you go through the crucible of the district attorney's office, doesn't necessarily reflect on how you think. And, you know, some black folks that live with black folks all their lives are the people that are the most disdainful of black folks. So Very we true. can't just do it based upon where people grew up. Again, you've got to ask the hard questions. That's what it comes down to. And I think one of the things you have to consider is what is their involvement in the community? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, what type of organizations are they a part of? Yes. You know, are they church going? I mean, I think there's a lot of other factors and why the candidates form would be so important. You could ask these types of questions and that will give you an insight, I think, into their into their background. Michelle from Hawthorne, short version, please. 
Houston? Michelle, you're on. You got to go because we're almost out of time. Hi, how are you? Um, Okay, just for the previous caller that picked uh, someone because of their name, I think everybody needs to understand and they need to educate themselves on all the prosecutors and what's going on and pick pick the person that is best qualified to represent us. Yeah, I agree. That's one of the reasons we're doing this forum today and why we will have uh, at least five out of the six district attorney candidates on next month if you want to hear from them directly before you vote and ask questions. We really uh, wanted these defense attorneys that are here today to help us sort of prepare our minds for what to listen for and what to ask and what to think about in in relationship to these candidates when we meet them face to face next Monday. And one thing I just thought about, um, we want somebody the the most important position in the DA's office, I think, are the filing deputies. Mm -hmm. Those are the uh, district attorneys that get the police reports from the policing agencies and then decide whether to file. Now, those uh, from my understanding, are done by appointment. Um, therefore, whoever gets that position is going to be key, the type of attorneys that they're appointing as filing deputies. And um, uh, in my opinion, you know, it could always be better, but the key, not just for Central CCB, which is a big courthouse downtown, but out in, you know, the Lancasters Oof. and the Long Beaches and, and the Norwalks, mm-hmm. we have to get those filing deputies, we have to make sure those people are being represented it also because the county is so big one person cannot oversee all you know uh, I don't know how many courthouses but it's like in the 40s or 50s I believe it's a big big uh, big area a lot of people it's a big decision district attorney it may seem like a boring election it's a week from tomorrow and this is really important especially for us black people got to do it and by the way it's not just um, DA there are 16 people running for judge Eight of them are criminal prosecutors. So this is, even though it seems super boring and something we don't pay a lot of attention to, this is really important. And we're going to stay on on this because uh, we got to get ourselves motivated and get out and make it happen some kind of way. Uh, I know I didn't want to ask you guys, but if anybody wants, we're, it's on Steve Harvey time right now, but if anyone wants to go way out on a limb and say who you're going to vote for, I wouldn't stop you. Silence. <laughs> I can say who I'm not going to vote for. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. <laughs> Voting for you. Yeah, I was about to say, I know, you know, I, I really think Trutana should figure out how he's going to be on the candidate's form because he needs to say something that's going to combat the mouth of Nana jumping throughout the community for the next week. <laughs> Okay, that, that's a good hint right there. Again, you can connect with our um, today's guests on Facebook, KJLH front page. Thank you guys so much for being here. I don't want to ruin your career, but Thank I had you. to ask. Thank you. Nana Jumpy, Jaye Person Lynn, and Jamon Hicks, we appreciate you coming in so very much. Don't forget to tune in next Monday when we'll be talking to the district attorney candidates. Hopefully all of them. But at least five. <laughs> All three black ones for sure. As you go on your way about your day, let's take a moment for an affirmation. Let's take a deep breath in and let us release. Today, let me remember to ask that the truth be revealed to me. Truth is eternal. Truth is the essence of my soul. Truth is a universal intelligence that knows exactly what I must do in every situation under all circumstances. The truth is greater than any problem on a physical level. Till next time, Radio Free Family. Happy Memorial Day. One love. Oh,
Now, 102.3 Radio Free KJLH Compton. I like the personalities. Los Angeles. The music. Long Beach. They play soulful hits. And Inglewood. That you don't get to hear every day on the radio. So. Let's go. Who are you? 